Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Conscious Reconstruction. I am the host with the most, a.k.a. Tony Melbourne, a.k.a. Mr. Mirror Mirror on the Wall, who's the prettiest of them all. Me, bitch. Did y'all think I was going to say somebody else? Never. A.k.a. Oh. Mr. That's our girlfriend now. Thank you for sharing. And as y'all heard, just Charles is in the building, a.k.a. Agent 009. Come run up. I'm just waiting. Please, please, please. Oh, I haven't gotten it. Ash is waiting ever. too. Ash is here. She waiting and ready to watch Charles just go to work. You know what? I remember today was Sunday. I'm like, God damn it. I got to work again. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's somewhere to be. Oh, my God. Do you? Yeah, because I remember the, that whole thing was just two months of me not doing shit on Sundays other than what I wanted to do. I'm like, ah, shit. I'm still getting the. Oh, the flow. Yeah. Coming back like. Like an hour before you route ready to get here now. Yeah. I'm like, uh, Charles will get there before me. No, no, I was like, I cue off of when you send the text Mm -hmm. and then it takes you about what, 30 minutes to get here. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just like, all right, I gotta leave in 15 minutes. Cause like the sun it's like, I have Sam's and late night palette embedded into me. And then there's this, it's like, this is purely the Tony thing. This is the one that I'm least involved in, so I don't have to think about. All right. Sam's, I got to think about opinions for late night palette. I just have to read and stuff. Okay. So, yeah. But yeah, you know, I'm back. The Baby, second week back. in a row. Baby, come back. That's my shit. I, I just listen to that. Oh, you can blame oh, it. <laughs> I love Charles. Charles is my brother now just because. Charles be singing the song. I got all the songs. He got samples. all the songs. You and him definitely be on a musical value. <laughs> but I, I miss music. out on I'm going to be honest. I, I'm not a... I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't, that, see, that's the funny thing. Like, with the your relationship with music is just like, you consume actually probably more music than me and Ash do. Yes. This nigga like a... Not a garbage disposal. He just wants it all. He hoards it. He's and I'll be a like, yeah, like yeah. he just want it. And then he'll have and, a lot of it. And if he gets introduced to an artist, like if some if you tell him about something and he likes like one album from him, he's just like, This was cool. Give me it all. Yeah, every album that come out subsequently is now his. It's just like and he'll start reaching back too. But I yeah. like the quality of music he plays. Cause a lot of shit, like a lot of niggas will play shit that you be like. <laughs> but Tony Ray's pretty quality music that I actually enjoy. But when I leave here, I don't ever play that shit again. I don't know what it is about it. I have he's... my X by Baby Keem on one of my playlists. Yeah, uh, but it's super rare that like I play something without him around. I'll and he say me that to. I track six by Trey Song while listening to everything. <laughs> I've accumulated a pretty good ear for what's just acceptable to play as like ambient music around because that's Mm -hmm. what I do a lot of times just play like songs that I know like everybody it's not gonna be something that you might take away but it's gonna be something that you can chill to and like it's not gonna be like the worst thing you heard or like like why is he making music or why is she making music like why are they doing this shouldn't be their profession (laughs) damn They should they should stop doing this. He only says that because that's actually something I've said about something. <laughs> it's just like, what is this? Yeah. Why? So I try not to like have that as like the ambient music. But then I also feel like I know y'all taste pretty well where I can show y'all some stuff where y'all will like it a lot. 
And so that's what I just try and go with. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome back. What is going Ash on? Ash threatened. What? Yeah, I will fucking leave. What? I'm confused. What are you confused it's about? Oh, it's recording. Okay. Okay. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got into random beef conversation off the of about my actual what's needs and my overall naive perception of the way relationships function. Not necessarily naive, so I guess idealistic. And you're gonna ignorance. find it because I got the utmost faith in you. But also, oh. <laughs> I need to change the array of women that I'm dating. Is what it comes down to. I need to stop. That's a good step to start. I need to, I need to stop picking based on potential and pick pick based on uh. It happens to us all. Pick based on actual <laughs> action. I don't know because I had this conversation with my cousin yesterday, and she asked how I went. It is just like girl too spotty, and it upsets me. And that's pretty much the subject what I came down to and I actually had a conversation with her about it and she's just like Charlie that's never gonna work because <laughs> yeah. my, my family members all call me Charlie because I'm the third Charles mm-hmm. my father is Chucky and my grandfather was Charles Chucky. well he was Brownlee and then his father was Charles actually did he have a Chucky doll no oh. <laughs> did he get you a Chucky doll no <laughs> That's disappointing. Look at it in his Why head. Be a Wouldn't that be great? My father is an incredibly pragmatic person. Yeah, he would yeah. never. He yeah. does, actually, I don't know if my father's ever actually bought me a toy. For real? No, what do you give you? Measuring tape? Bro, because <laughs> I'm telling you, what I would do is find that if everybody calls oh, me Chucky, asked, and that's all you knew me as, like outside of dad, is you knew me as Chucky. I'm telling you, one Halloween while you're still a little kid and don't have a real concept of reality, <laughs> I'm dressing up as Chucky. And playing the movie for you and telling you that that was me as a little kid. And I'm, but that, I'm an that's adult a doll. now. I also had enough. Lo- no, See, I'm going to tell you I, was either, I had a, <laughs> in some situations, I had a wild imagination. In some situations, I'm very, I was very pragmatic as a child. No, see, I would have scarred you at three. What is wrong with you? <laughs> three or four, right when you're able to like have a little bit of like understanding and know what Pinocchio is. And know that there's a real doll turns into a real boy. You have to understand that three or four of my grandfather died. That's funny. There, there was like three was a very odd place. Jesus Christ. Oh, the, you're getting a lot of just ended or something. Someone loves you. But oh, someone threw a water bottle at Kyrie Irving. Why they mess around my baby like that? Tell him fuck that. Why, why do women love Kyrie so much? It don't matter. Tell him to stop throwing He's shit so at my baby. No, my entire thing my is baby. I don't that even under, I don't understand what women even find attractive inside of Kyrie Irving because he is like it's just aesthetically because I don't know what to think about him. Nope. I'll be honest with you. If you look at him aesthetically, like sports, they just think he's. Bruh. He looks like a pedestrian ass dude. Charles, Charles. He not I have even... a question. I have a question. I have a question. I, I know like I, 10 I, black dudes who look like him. Listen, but he don't question. look good like fine. Kyrie ain't fine. Let's get that out the way. Kyrie Irving is not a fine but nigga. Is, but he has a certain sexiness to him. I'm just like, hmm. But my thing is, I don't think that men should really try and understand what women find sexy about other men. Exactly. I don't, I don't, I don't know what to find I find sexy about women sometimes. Yeah, I just feel like that's just, you know. Just the thing. (laughs) I feel like men is very a lot more definable as a outside of like there are some I don't 
There are some like outliers in terms of that. I don't think so. Because, yeah, because like, with, she got I don't know. Booty. Damn, I can see why you'd be attracted booties. to that, maybe. But you could also look at Doom and be like, oh, I can see why, like, Shamar Moore, you'd be like, oh, that's a good looking guy. You could at least say that as a regular ass nigga, like, oh, I can see. For me, like, I'm uh, like. But that's not universal. Who's in Creed? What's a uh, Killmonger? Oh, Michael, Michael B. Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. All right, I get that. Brad Pitt. All right, I get that. See? But when other dudes are attracted to Jennifer Aniston, I'm like, oh. Some, and somebody Shit. out there would lick in between Jennifer Aniston's toes just because looking at her. So we can't oh, she's not the, Okay, I don't know who she is. Uh, <laughs> from Friends. From she's, Friends. The dude who dated Brad Pitt. Uh, the dude? The woman who dated Brad Pitt from I'm trying Friends. to think of a movie she that you would see. Which one? There's lots of women in Friends, so that's not helpful. There's three of them. The Rachel, one she the had blonde, the, the, not, oh, the dark hair. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I know who Rachel is. It's just like you should just call her Rachel. Don't use her real name. That's Rachel. Like hell, I can even understand why the um, what's the blonde girl from Blink Bang Theory is attractive. Mm -hmm. Both of the blonde girls, honestly. I don't know their names. Fuck them. Uh, (laughs) There's a short one and there's a tall one. I think there's uh, like the stereotypical one, and then there's the one that's actually a doctor that I would actually. The first name came out my head was Blake. (laughs) This is like the short one I actually would actually find attractive, but okay. Well, yeah, we just don't know. We're just it's so, Kyrie just makes my giblets go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Texas has a new gun bill. Um, yeah, they're just letting everybody out. You don't them. have to have any license to carry. Damn. Yeah, you can just openly carry. Oh, I'm really hoping that they just start having old style Texas. Yeah, shootouts. Texans could carry handguns without a permit under bill. Head headed to the um, governor's office. Let's go pass because it's a gun reform bill for yeah. So that's right, lady. As so. measured, long sought by conservative activists, allowing Texans to carry handguns without a license is on the cusp of becoming law after the Texan Senate approved a compromise on the bill Monday, sending it to the governor governor's office. Abbott said he would sign the permitless carry proposal into law. <laughs> we should have constitutional carry in Texas. Abbott told North Texas radio host Rick Roberts in April. This is just such simple restoration of Texans constitutional rights under the second amendment, a right of the people to keep and bear arms. The Senator sponsor. They- Always quote that goddamn constitutional <laughs> amendment, but they never quote it completely. Because it's not the same amendment. It says it's okay to actually regulate the citizens' ability to write and bear arms as long as you don't completely and totally eradicate it. And also, none of the citizens' guns can hold a fucking candle to the water that the things that the the military has. It's not fair. It's like I got this pistol. I have a under barrel grenade launcher. <laughs> and I also have an F-16, or not even an F-16, I have an F-21. What are you gonna do? I Own can it. carpet bomb your home. Your guns aren't gonna do anything. I can hide underground. At that point, are you really living the life that you want to live? <laughs> yeah. It was like I'm in this underground bunker, and the minute these motherfuckers come down here, don't, I'm about don't. to I'm about to bang them up. I got yep. all my bangers. Oh, and mash. Know, you know what we did? We used some infrared scanning to figure out that they're down there. What are we about to do? Oh, we're about to send one of these 
bunker buster missiles down there. Boom. And then all your guns are going to shoot you yourself. Oh. And also, you live in Texas. Nobody, like, outside. We don't even need oil the same way that we need oil from Texas anymore. So, why are you here? No, Texas is big. Texas is big. But also, Texas is be, uh, becoming progressively more and more left-leaning because all the rich people are actually moving there. Yeah. Because they have no uh, state income tax. Yep. So, it's, it's funny because if Texas becomes blue at some point, they're going to lose their shit. But because it's going to be that in California, and it's hilarious. That and California, that should be blue. Oh, yeah, that's, I mean, because there's a massive tech flight over there because Houston's a large tech city, but I've thought about moving to Houston. I've thought about moving to a, quite a few places. Like, I might end up moving to Seattle, Los Angeles. I vote Seattle. If you get if I have something Houston, on your life. You shot. Uh, <laughs> what? You're going to have to duel in Houston. See, here's I, the thing. I don't like, op- I don't like anyone who really openly carries a gun. I don't understand the purpose of it. I kind of see what you're saying there. Kind of. Because that's a very, men- I have a very mentality. Like if someone knows I have a gun, the entire point of me having a gun is completely and totally lost to me. Yeah. Just showing it, just sitting on your hip is weird as fuck. Because it's like, I'm opening character, so I'm going to shoot you first. Oh, yeah. I would, <laughs> I would like, fucking yeah. cover it up. Because like, why are you trying to flex? Because so we ha- already know that's a flex. Like, yeah, I wish you would. Nigga, pe- fuck out of my face. Your pee-pee's I understand what's happening right here. So but. my feeling about Texas and them, I open carry I find fundamentally pointless. We d- we can't open carry where we live at because it's Ohio and we don't want open carry. Concealed carry completely and totally has a purpose because it is a weapon that you have that your enemy is not necessarily aware of you having. And that is pretty much the apex of self-defense because you got something, they don't know that you got it, and you can use it, and you got that heater. Like Dale Gribble. Sh-sh-sha. Yeah, pretty much pocket sand. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, but, yeah, you gotta hit him with the pocket sand. <laughs> like everyone can also when everyone's carrying a gun, it's just like that can very much just no most people with the guns aren't really trained to deal with like a panic situation when you're like a general pedestrian. We can't even train police well enough to deal with this shit. What makes you think the general person is gonna be able to deal with the panic situation and not hit anyone? That's also, where are I they mean, required to have insurance? That's where I'm on the fence with. I guess the gun debate is because I do believe you got a fundamental right to protect yourself, but is it this whole fear of people are not going to know what to do with all these guns? There's a book called Humankind that I did not read, but I got from the library, but didn't read. And his argument was towards like, are people really that bad? And I'm going to lean towards the, no, I don't really think people are that bad. So I would have to just kind of say like, I'm not sure about giving everybody guns, but this mass hysteria fear that everybody just going to shoot each other. I don't think that's going to necessarily happen either. Or that people aren't just that trustworthy with having these things. It's something I'm just like, I don't know. I think that's just kind of a. I'm not saying that everyone's just going to start shooting at each other. I'm more so worried about that. Someone's going to accidentally shoot somebody that they're not intending to shoot. Or even in not just trusting that, like all these mistakes are just going to happen at once or some weird shit. Like, why can't we just give people benefit of the doubt that most people 
if not 95% of them are trustworthy with these things. And that if that 5% do get out of hand, it's laws and repercussions that they're going to have to go through because they violate it. Because you could never do undo the loss of life. You can, but I mean, you know, unfortunately that's the, so it's like, that is the, that's the reality that you got to face. There's no good deed goes unpunished. So I would like to see us just trying to like, instead of letting people tell us how other people are, just kind of look around us and say like, we don't see, we generally, I don't think none of us live in an area where we see in crime happen that often, but the places that crime do happen in, we got to constantly hear about that every single day. So we just assume that the world is like that. But when you look around and go outside, are you seeing that? And I'm not saying that's not nobody's reality, but I'm also saying it is, you know, is that what we see on a daily basis for real, for real? I mean, the level of violent crime that is publicized is not the level because you typically hear about violent crimes that happen pretty much in every city. So right. on any given day in a high density populace, there is going to be some level of crime because there is a lot of people within this game amount of square mileage. Because mm-hmm. the most hilarious thing that I've actually figured out, because I actually did a percentage crime study inside of my like freshman year of college and did you know like most white neighborhoods for for the amount of people per capita actually have a higher crime rate than the black neighborhoods Mm. because they always quote the number Mm -hmm. but not based on the population density of the people that are out there so if you go by population density most white neighborhoods actually have a higher crime rate than most black ones because mm. like there's a lot of people black packed into most black ones but another funny thing about black neighborhoods no one really has anything that you particularly want to steal. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I'm about to run up in these projects and take the cat seat, like Catherine Ray tube TV. Mm. You can't even like pawn that for $20 nowadays. <laughs> What's the point? So, I mean, you can steal their guns. <laughs> yeah. That, and that's the wild thing. It's just like a lot of the times people break in and they steal other people like guns are probably one of the most stolen things inside of America as of this point yeah so and the funny and that's wild because it's like you can't carry all your guns on you all at the same time so if someone breaks in and they steal your guns it's just like why did you need it's just like it's for home defense but you're not always at your home to defend it right I'm gonna get a robot that can shoot <laughs> this now yeah, trying to get, get ghost in the shell robot tiny dogs and small that can and programmable to then wreck you in a whole other league than most people anyway. <laughs> I feel like Tony's just gonna pitch to be like, can you program these robot dogs Shit. from Ghost in the Shell to fuck somebody up? We don't even need the robot dogs from Ghost in the Shell. We're gonna get the robot dogs they got in New York that they brought out. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> And I'm gonna get my drone that has the uh robotic arm that just does this. <laughs> And it's gonna be <laughs> yeah, and it's gonna be flying, and it's just gonna be the one that I fly and shoot. It's gonna have a beam on it. Beam's gonna be on as soon as it takes off. That's gonna be my aerial assault. At that point, you have a whole another level of expectance. Also. That's how I feel like gang members should attack other gang neighborhoods now. It's from the air. I think- actually take the. Because this, I don't know when ter- I'm not going to sit here. I think and in a turf war gang, that improve gang. I because no, what they should do is me and Tony have had get like thirty or forty drones and put no stop. all kinds of ammunition. 
uh, uh, weapons in semi-automatic weapons and then have these um they can get fully automatic weapons robot armor and they probably could get fully automatic weapons because they're not worried about the legality yeah so they get that and then all they need to do is have their crew all just practice with the flying and then fly over another neighborhood and just rain down Destruction. I'm gonna tell you one reason why it's not about to work. If Blue Face come out with another fucker, I miss my nigga song. It's because of you. <laughs> and we don't need no more. Like, I miss my nigga gangster rap shit. We, we don't need oh, no more. And, like, Stop I mean, having these conversations be, right that now. That would also be very sad for both gang members because it's like they can never put a face to the name of the person who shot them. They were missing <laughs> Yeah, I mean, all we know is red or blue. Right. Imagine if you that had wildly like stupid. If you had just a like, gang, I'm blood as shit. I'm gonna paint this drone red. Fifty people. No, if you had a gang of like two hundred people, stop. You could. What is the next one? We is not about to perpetuate gang violence. That's what we're not about to do. Three groups of forty. I mean, my overall critique is, you know what. And then have another street team that makes sure that they recover any drones and just rolling around on regular cars that recover any ones that are shot down. And just have them rain death on all your opposing sets all in the same day because you can't do it again because now they're gonna be looking in the air too. But, but if that you're first at the air, day, you're not looking at the ground. You can blitzkrieg some niggas and really get it popping. You can hit them with some German like warfare tactics from. War World Two and really do some like heavy damage. You change can, the way war street. I mean, for the most honestly, bro. a long range rifle would change the way most street warfare goes. But a I'm hunting rifle. You, if, if you can you, hit somebody from like, bro. if someone can shoot someone from two hundred, you don't even yards have to out, hit, shoot up they the neighborhood. Know what to do is just like. Who am I shooting at? But the best part of this is like you don't even have to have collateral damage for like the neighborhood. You could have all thirty drones just. Migrate to this one house and just rain down 50 rounds from each one. I feel like most gang members would quit after something like that happens. It's just like, or you can, you can, you can blow up their spot. You could go to where you know they trap is, where they make their money, and just destroy that. Have bullets raining upon it. Uh, You could do so many things to. Anyway, I'm not proud I'm, of y'all. I'm not. I'm very happy that Tony has not I'm made not me like close to this. Like, Charles, this is what I need you to do. <laughs> you said you want to move to Texas. Oh. And another thing. Oh, Houston's on the, because my family's talking about opening up some business instead of Houston. And I'm oh, going to have okay. to get on there for some point in time in order to get them technologically set up. But Houston's a very wild place. They don't have zoning in Houston. Well, I was going to say, if you go to Texas, um, make sure that you don't get yeah. anyone pregnant. What? Oh, Ooh, what? Are they trying to? Uh... No, they're not trying. Texas oh. has passed the one of the strictest uh, abortion law. Abortion laws. It's called the heartbeat law. Um, it takes effect <laughs> after six weeks of uh, conception, so you can't have an abortion after six weeks of pregnancy. Oof. Um. Some women won't even know in that time frame that they're pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> and so you don't yeah. you don't have an option. Um, there is no exceptions for rape or any violent crimes committed to the woman. The only exception is if a doctor deems it medically necessary for the woman. But then he also or the doctor has to keep records of why they decided to do that and the place that they work. So basically the state would be like keeping scrutiny over them. (laughs) So yeah. Oh. And that got signed into law. 
Like Governor Abbott did sign that one out. So they gonna sit there with six suitors in the doctor's office. It's just like, oh my god, they just killed somebody! Bang bang! Oh, and they—I'm pretty sure they signed it, set it up in a way that you can't assist someone to go out of state to actually get an abortion either. Which is wild. Like these are things that people are thinking about doing. I don't understand why they out here. As a person who has seen, as of this point, I have three women that I'm related to that as of this point, well, four. Oh, and they five. can also sue um, abortion providers. Private citizens can sue abortion providers. What the fuck do you mean? What are you going to sue them for? You went to them to have an, abort- to have an abortion and then you're going to sue them? Who, the people that had the abortions they're suing? No, the uh, just regular citizens can sue. So you can um, oh. take them to court for being open. Like, so yeah, they can be mm. sued. Yeah, they gonna fuck up this entire tech migration. Probably you can't not. Have a bunch of this. Well, like the lack of state income tax is just like you know what the ultimate like income tax is for quite some time for quite a lot of people, children. Mm-hmm. So it's just like it's either that or the cotton sales in Texas are gonna fucking skyrocket. That's why you got to They said no, y'all can't get rid of these babies. Y'all gotta have them. Have them right now. It's weird because it's a very right white now. people problem in terms of having kids because black people don't actually have that many abortions. Yes, I do know black women who have had abortions, but it nauseum in terms. And now they, I, I be trying to say that black people have followed in unison of white people for so fucking long. We don't even know who we are. I'm not saying that white women have a problem with having babies, but clearly they have a problem with having babies. <laughs> <laughs> Follows you. Yeah, let's statement. go with that Follow action sex. thing. Let's go with that action that thing. Contradictory uh, statement. And we just want to follow suit. Like you, that's what I don't get. Like we were talking about how clearly, like our values are, for lack of a better word, that lean towards conservatism. Yes. And then we just our leaders are completely the different way. I'm like, you niggas is just y'all, it's just strange to me. I don't understand where the disconnect is on that. Well, one. in terms of that, like I am completely and totally pro voting a particular way and walking the walk that you want to walk in terms of like your morality and stuff like that, just because of the fact that your my morality doesn't dictate policy. Mm-hmm. I mean, Morality dictates policy in America. Yes. Even though like, we have morality court, is very intertwined in our laws. Even though we have a court case saying that these two things should be separated. Because separation of court church and state is a court case is not an amendment. I've had an ethics professor actually who was also a lawyer actually had this conversation with me because he says it's a very it has nothing to that's where the law is all in a court cases. There is no law that's saying that those things are separated. It is a, it is a judiciary branch decision. So that means it's to govern all other decisions. So therefore, if someone sues Texas for that, but they didn't quote any religious reasons for this, they're saying because of there is a heartbeat is considered a law, even though that directly contradicts if they appeal it to the federal level, it won't stand up because the, the definite, where a life begins is actually a defined congressional term now. Like they've actually pretty much codified into a law like this is where life begins because of, I do believe it's particularly sourced off of brain activity. Yeah, no, they plan to 
the activists plan to um, take it to Supreme to court, court. Yeah, and typically these things fall apart at the Supreme Court level because there is defined law, which is something is codified, which is good, but that takes time, and people get to get tossed in the clink in the in the meantime because it's just like, and also like. If you get fined or something in the meantime, you don't get that money back after the laws changed. It's just like you got to pay ten thousand dollars now. All right, here's ten thousand dollars. Well, the laws changed. We're not giving you that ten thousand dollars back for real. You know, I get that argument. Now, moralism isn't everything that we do, because, like you were saying, it's based off these religious values that are pretty fucking young. You could say it's a global. It's more of a global thing because. Hindus got the karma system where you do bad for somebody else, it'll come back onto you. So I think moralism is more so of a global behavioral control. Or I mean, not just here, it's everywhere. Well, but I the, think that we try to veil it and hide it inside of our laws mm-hmm. where we're like, oh, we're not uh, a religious state and religion and when we're in most cases and forms, we are kind of almost as bad. But they as don't Arabia even Arabia, know so. that it's like. At least really... Saudi Arabia calls a spade a spade. Yeah. But they don't know. Because if I tell you, if I tell somebody like. um, Let's just say like somebody like to use the term the universe when they talk about spirituality. Realistically, they just change the word with God. The universe will always give you what you need. Don't that sound like something a Christian would say? They don't want to admit that it's religious because they just change the word around. I don't think people want to admit that it's religious. They just want to change the word around. So you can say moralism if you'd like. Or you can say like, oh, this is right and this is wrong. No, really, you're just subconsciously afraid to do bad. Because you don't want to go to hell. <laughs> and everything's based off of that, right? You know, I have this bizarre feeling with when it comes to, like, my overall faith. Because I try and do the right thing just because it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I believe that whatever overarching thing will look at that and be like, you know what? You just weren't a shitty person. So since heaven exists, you just get to get in. But well, who defines s- that? What's good and what's bad? You know what I mean? You don't purposely go out of your way to do any particular harm or do things that are harmful or you try. But what if you have to? Is that good? Do that change it around? If you had to protect your house or even protecting, protecting yourself, like somebody going to have to get harmed in the making of you protecting yourself. I mean, I, in terms of like a grandiose amount of harm, for Mm -hmm. the most part, I believe it's your, as long as you're not seeking out to go kill someone in terms of like if someone comes to you and they bring something to you Mm -hmm. and it's just say they break into your house or they're putting they're trying to stab you with a knife or some some sort of that i don't believe that you defending yourself is a fundamentally evil act because Mm -hmm. they tried to stab you or they tried to shoot you or they tried to like and even in terms of robbery is just like honestly I'm most likely going to be like, you know what? Just take the shit. I'm not that attached to it because for me, it's not going to break me. For the me, only thing then, that you can't take is my goddamn computer. I'll break your spine. But see, look, you don't life. have no problem. You see how he had no problem saying I will fuck you up. But that's good to you. Like a room full of crack is great to a crackhead. And that's what he believes to be good. 
for him in that time before he lighted up I his light. I would say actually says it's that. intention. Mm-hmm. Intention is probably where I draw the line. Like in your example, the person that is doing what they need to do to survive, intention is survival and mm-hmm. making sure that my family's secure. It's not really like, oh, let me go out and harm it's these people. Malicious. Y'all may get harmed in the process of this, but my intention is to secure these, these motherfuckers that I care about. I want to make sure they're they're fine because that's all you really can do because other people are going to interpret what you do as potentially bad or negative based on how they view it and what they have going on. So trying to do something that is going to be the most correct to everybody is kind of useless. Mm-hmm. Like here, we think women should have well, shit in Texas, not get abortions. Well, no, I mean, as or even point, sex work. I just being say, an OnlyFans is got a whole fucking stigma. Yeah. Even though they're doing something for themselves that they intention was to make a living for themselves, but a lot of people still got that stigma where it's like you're a woman, you're supposed to be this pure wholesome being, and you're not supposed to be showing your vagina on the internet. I mean, what is showing your vagina on the internet actually do? It's not like you're doing it. That's the funny thing about OnlyFans is like they're showing something. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it? Or even not even OnlyFans, a straight out just a prostitute. How many men do you know are going to be like, yeah, no, this is fine with me. We can be we can make a life together. It's not oh, even go. Let's just you're go talking about marriage afterwards. I know. A not lot even of marriage is like, I want to boo you up. Yeah, this is fine. Your life before me wouldn't be my really none of my business and I'm okay with you having that life. You see, look at your face. <laughs> you see? Well, no. I like continuing know, the life? Mm-hmm. No, not very, continuing the life. Let's, let's say it just stopped. And then stopped before the, you were this, you I were a prostitute. I probably fine with... Uh, Although I know a lot of people that do that. But would you date them? I'm not saying y'all ain't like gonna answer that question. But I'm saying the no. stigma about that. I might. Well... I've never read in that particular Y'all don't have situation. to answer that question, but you see what I'm saying? I, I would. I can't actually say I what I would do uh, to Like an ex-sex worker. Because mm-hmm. realistically, at that point, I'd have to get real nitpicky into like, well, how did you have sex with everybody every single time? And then that's the same question that you can ask to any woman that's had multiple sex partners and... Because it's there's like, an inherent level of risk with someone else who isn't a virgin, period. So outside of that, and if you're not going to just be popping it for niggas no more and that's like you, that's dead, then you're cool now. Yeah, like I'm not tripping, but I also recognize where most niggas aren't going to have that mentality where. Yeah, this is OK now. Yeah. No, it'll never be okay with me. But I'm yeah. just thinking about like how is that like in her mind she was just trying to get a dollar so she didn't have to struggle. But in somebody else's mind, how could you, you whore? You know what I mean? Oh, I mean, that's the thing. I've never really walked inside of their shoes, and I've never been inside of the place where I've had to sell my body in order to make sure I eat the next mm-hmm. day. So you never know what level that you're gonna go to. Like when it comes to people who go out and habitually rob people to make the to like make their money but the funny thing about people like that is they typically aren't robbing the people who are on the bottom they're robbing the people who are on the top it's just like we broke into this house inside of the hills to go get this money and ultimately the people in the hills like damn they took my tv and stuff like such and such and such and such it's just like I can just wipe my credit card or I got enough savings to the point where I can get that money back but see it come with the intention of judging people who do things that 
bring harm to other people like y'all said why does it have to be a judgment towards either way it goes why can't it just be a thing that someone did the fact that we have the judgment between this is good and this is bad is what people bring people in that turmoil and just instead of just saying this is a thing we did <laughs> you know what i mean like having and this these responses to it is what's going to keep us in this whole rigmarole of punishing the bad whenever we see fit i'm not sh- i'm not saying that there sh- is there a consequence you're asking of course it is but throwing somebody for five years from killing a man or 50 years from killing a man and then just letting them go is clearly worse off than just being like, you get a slap on, you you could get some time for this, but after this, you should be free to go. I, I guess for me, I don't see anything. Well, never mind. I kind of have to only because of behavioral. Like if I have to teach Riley what's good and what's bad, then I can't escape this. I'm never going to be able to escape moralism, no matter how hard I try. But what I can say is that I try to put my realm into what works. If it's somebody deems this is good, then that's cool. Somebody deems this is bad, that is also cool for me. But what works for me is what I'm inherently trying to get I think what people try to do right now for society is <clears throat> decide what's the biggest positive benefit. Mm-hmm. Not, and then call that good. Yeah, you want to feel righteous well, over somebody else. It's, I don't even know about that. Um, just more pragmatic. It's probably more beneficial to imprison people who have a propensity to just take life without uh, what would be deemed as a legitimate reason. Mm-hmm. Just like on a large scale looking at it. <clears throat> like if you run a society, probably taking these people out of society makes your society run better. Like I don't So then believe- you then classify that as good because anything that makes your society run better is good. And that's just I think that's more pragmatism. Now mm-hmm. I think once we get down to like the nitty-gritty and when you get into like actual people and the way that it's carried out, I think it does become more of like judgmental yeah, and, I- and Moralized. goes into me for saying what works I wouldn't say this is a good or bad act obviously if I had a small village and nigga was just running around with a hatchet all the time trying to bury it in his face clearly this needs to be dealt with that's not working for us so we have to deal with this that's why I said what works I'm not really necessarily gonna be hold telling this is what's good and what's bad what works I am probably the person who has governed the most uh, morality of probably out of the three people here Mm-hmm. So for me, like I have a very defined right and wrong system, but in terms of that, it is not really based off. I don't base my what's right and wrong based off of religion because after reading a lot of these books that these dudes have written, they're not actually a good metric of it. And I feel like that's where kind of America kind of gets off base because they buy, they base these things off of religion and not off of a basic moral compass right and it's just like stealing from people is wrong but addressing the underlying reason why people are stealing things is probably the most important thing as opposed to uh trying to actually you know fix the underlying issue why are these people stealing Mm -hmm. because they're super broke and they don't have any other way to make money 
even then, like now we've conflated, I guess. I'm not sure it would crime be so high, I guess, if we had to say crime was high. If there wasn't nobody to say, because clearly people that's in charge don't give a fuck about moralism because we still have marketeers that will still market to a four-year-old like smartphone toys are a thing. They don't give a fuck about <laughs> how this is going to affect the child. They just want to sell this so that later down the line, they can continue selling Capital, their cell phones. Capitalism and laws are very despondent from one another. Mm-hmm. It's very odd to me. And it's like, I've never actually had to wait, raise a kid inside this crazy cookie mixed up world. Mm-hmm. But so my world is very... I'm not going to say I'm binary in nature because I'm just not. There's a lot of gray inside of moralism and stuff and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think that the, I don't think people are inherently malicious in a lot of ways because we like everyone will be stealing from everyone. Everyone will be killing everyone. Everything. Right. If we had to buy into what we saw somebody telling us every day, if we had to buy into that. Then maybe we would be worse off, but. I guess from in terms of the laws being based off of something else, I don't know if that's ever going to, I don't know if that's ever going to change because it does, it yields a certain result. It yields a result that is more advantageous, is advantageous to a system. And unless they don't see no more advantages to change that, I don't think it's going to change. True. I mean, people don't like to change things that aren't necessarily good for them. But right. I don't know. Me and morality and religion, because most religions aren't necessary. It's odd that I think that most religions are not actually as, like, based on their morality. I don't know. I have a strong Christian basis. Yeah. And after talking to more people who are more religious and less religious than I am, it's very much like... You know, I honestly believe that based off your own scripture and most everyone's scripture, because the, all gods are for the most part malevolent, apparently, until they're not. It's just like, <laughs> God will forgive all until, until you fuck up. Until you fuck up. <laughs> and he will judge you and throw you into hell. Because he did worse than me. It's like, you know, your God is malevolent. And I feel like he is probably not vain enough to be like, you know what? You left the world better a better place than when you came here mm-hmm. and you really put some work in and you didn't actually intend to do harm upon anywhere. So regardless of where it is, I'm going to let you in because my entire goal for creating this earth wasn't for you to just worship me is for you to do right by people. And that's what you did. Whereas someone, cause like I fundamentally like from an ethos point of view, I fundamentally fundamentally disagree with people like a lot of Christians, the entire goal for everything they're doing is to make it into heaven. And I feel like God, should, when they get there, God to look at them is just like, well, why did you do the right thing? Because I want to get in heaven. And if you didn't do the right thing for the sake of doing the right thing. You did it for a reward. So you're not really a good person. You were just doing something because you would get a particular, you would get a particular like result out of it. And I'm not sure if I've told this story before, but there was a person who quit my ethics class mm-hmm. because my ethics teacher literally told them to their face. It's just like, I'm doing this because of the right thing. And I want that someone to do this for me when I get older. It's just he literally said, oh, you're not a good person. You're just doing it be- because part, part of the reason why you're doing this is because 
you want this to be done for you when you're older. You want a result. Yeah. You're installing into something. You're keeping a program going. So that means you can reap the benefits of it later. But that's good. No, it's not. Right. You know what good is? Good is just doing it because it's the right thing to do. I return I return wallets because it's just the right thing to do. I don't need to, I don't need that person to call. I don't need to leave my number so they can thank me or they can reward me. I give dogs back because it's the good right thing to do. I like if I see some woman get being abused in the street, I'd help them out because it's the right thing to do. If I see something that is wrong, I correct it. I pick up trash on the street because it's the right thing to do. Don't do things for the based on the result. Do it because it helps to fulfill you and it makes you happy. Not because it makes you happy, because it's just the thing that you think you should be doing. Yeah, I think it goes down for me. Now it's about not what the world says is good or bad, but my own personal morals. Because like I said, I cannot escape this. There's nothing I could do. to. I wish I could escape and have this indifference, but I cannot. Because I'm human. And I have to teach my child how to behave in the society that we live in. That's just something we all going to have to face. But now having my own personal morals that, like I said, I don't label it as good or bad, but just for all intents and purposes, what's good to me is going to be bad to somebody else. And what's bad for me is going to be great for someone else. So I try not to judge too harshly on the actions of others. And I don't try to judge harshly on the actions of myself. And... Yeah, I think, like I said, it's just instead of just defining what it on the whole scale of what all of this means to be good or bad, I think we need to delve more into what's more personal. That's why I don't like globalization too much, because if you actually look really close, we all kind of in lockstep. We might have different cultures, but we all kind of fun. Like we all kind of follow the same fundamental rules like i don't like i said the culture may be different but really all of us it's always about how we have to treat each other and how this affects everything like we always training each other to think about well how does this affect everything around the globe and i'm like yeah realistically you're not even the same person as i don't know fucking Suyin in China, like they don't even have even the same climate as you. So why do I give a fuck about what's going on over there? And why is it all this weird, like standardized, like even in fashion, I follow this uh, Tokyo, he in Tokyo and I follow his fashion vlog and I love seeing the fashion that he wrote, but it's all the same. I'm like, like I said, even though the culture is different, the moral is a thing to me is a global thing. And I think we need to delve more into, and I can agree like, oh, your intention is what matters. And even more so, can you bring it to a more personal moralism? Yeah, I will always say intent is important because what you intend to do and what you actually do are oftentimes two different things. Mm-hmm. That's this a fact. True. What you intend to do and what you actually do are definitely two different things. And I think that's important for like self-actualization and I guess kind of how we're talking off mic about like inner happiness and like understanding who you are as a person. But I think sometimes that's in conflict with like your understanding for Ash, like your understanding of morality and not wanting to like really like view things as right and wrong in a like conventional sense is in conflict with like how you have to raise your daughter 
Exactly. And or so, just even your parents. They kind of told you what their morals was and what they believed to be right or wrong. And they just passed it on to you. Now as an adult, it's time for you to figure out, well, I like this, but y'all called it bad. Or like being a hoe. Like <laughs> someone said it was being bad. But what if I like being a hoe? Not even a, pr- a prostitute. Know, what if a you just of- grew up with like a strictly religious mom and was just like, your vagina is God's and no one can enter it? Or whatever the fuck they say to their daughters. And know. then you'd be like, no, I want everyone weird. to enter my vagina. <laughs> my mother was very religious, but she's never actually had any kind of combination about me having sex with anyone. She was very realistic about it. Well, use a condom. And I still thought that that was like, mom, I don't need you to tell me that. But yeah, you see how it's like they have a certain set of ideals that could be based upon whatever the fuck their parents gave to them. And then they gave it to you. And now that we are of age, now we start to see like, wrong or even well, if they no, wasn't wrong. wrong this ain't fitting for me but i think those are the ones that you get to discard mm-hmm. but i think like the ones for your daughter you're not able to discard that yeah and so i think those are the ones that we really like because that is the one about your mom saying like oh this is like what hoish behavior is and if you don't like Aligned with that, then you like ah, you're a harlot if you wear I'm a halter top. I'm gonna do yeah. what I want to do, and it's gonna be my business, and I'm not gonna tell you about it, and you're, that's gonna be the end. So you don't have to really align yourself with that. You're like and so it's easier to like, muscles. I guess, you're engage with that on more of a like <laughs> passive level because it's like eh, you say what you want to say, but in the reality of the situation, I'm actually going to be passing this bitch out like it's a cookie. Right. And everybody gets a bite. So as long as they put that kind of on. But it's harder when you have to like deal with the Riley situation where you're forced to actually like. This is bad. This is what we don't do. It's acceptable. not Not even that. Just you're forced to have to reconcile with yourself that morality. Like, all right. Mm hmm. What you want. I don't align with this, but I also have to engage with this because this is how the world is aligned. Yeah. And I think that's what causes more of our internal struggles where we don't really have a way out of it. Because yeah, I think no, like don't. most people don't ever see like a way out of any of those moral struggles. Like how you're like with your mom. I don't think other people like get that to that level where they're like, Yeah, that's just her opinion, but her opinion is her opinion and that's not. <laughs> I like. I wish my mom would have told me, like, don't be don't, out there. She never did. Me. Let's get that out the way. Oh yeah, no, I'm not saying like my okay. mother. My, my mother, mother never my told me that. You have a precious either. thing down there. She literally. I think I was going to see her father when I was like 19. I'm like, I'm going to see da da da. She's like, all right, what you gonna be doing? I'm like, mm. <laughs> she just very well knew and then never stopped me or how she would talk about sleeping with other guys. And we was like, how many, <laughs> I forget why we asked my mom, how many men she slept with, but we asked her, I forgot. <laughs> but it was a number that was larger than you expected. That's what she said. She yeah, said she, she said. forgot. She forgot. And I was like, all right, oh. I guess. <laughs> That's what she said. You forgot. No. <laughs> she forgot. And I was like, oh, all right. I'm never asking this question again. So. Uh, I mean, it's pro- it's just a weird, it's just like, there are certain things that are actually moral conundrums. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the amount of people that you sleep with is actually a moral conundrum. No, but I guess what Ashley's saying is like, in her growing up, she wasn't like the woman that was like, pressured to be chased like that. 
Yeah, no, but I, I think <laughs> those women that are pressured to be that, some of them do acquiesce. Or how I see, but you see how I see that's good to be like sleep with whoever you want at that age, sleep with whoever you want. Like that was gonna, great for me. I'm not gonna say sleep no one with told everyone. me that was bad, so I guess it must have been good to fuck away. But also, someone else like. That's Chase was like, oh, you dirty fucking whore. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a good middle ground where it's like, hey, you can do the things that you want to do. Like, fucking isn't inherently bad, but it does come with these risks. And you can mitigate these risks. Mm-hmm. And if you, yeah, you also have like acknowledged like, hey, I went to you and asked you for this and you didn't uh, help out. So... Yeah, I tried to do the good thing, but then it was like, oh, it was met with. Because <laughs> if I remember correctly, you said some. I don't know if you what you said on and off, Mike, when it comes to your overall sexual education, when it comes from your parents. But I believe that there was a problem when when it came to trying to mitigate like the possibility of the repercussions <laughs> of having sex. It's just like, hey, I want to know about such and such. Nope. Yeah, I wanted birth control. I'm like, I'm having sex. I think I need birth control. No. Absolutely not. You can't, but (laughs) don't not have sex. (laughs) But don't. That shit was wild. I'm like, but I did what you asked, mother. Help me understand. (laughs) They don't really mean that. Again, that's about their morality and them trying to reconcile what society says is, hey, you should teach them and give them the tools. And then their own personal morality is not fuck that. She shouldn't be doing that. And so some people go with like, all right, let me actually prepare my child for what reality is going to be and then allow them to create their own like worldview. And then there's other ones where it's like, nah, your worldview is kind of what I dictate. and. So it's not you can't have none of these uh, pills because that's bad. We don't do that here. Yeah, we don't do that here. We don't prevent it. Just live with it. No. <laughs> See, it's like um, that's knock, a terrible knock, slogan. Who's there? Like, this don't this make no a, fucking sense. I kind of this is actually having this question. I'm, maybe those experience is also different because I'm a boy. Mm-hmm. But my mother was very frank about this. It's just like, all right, I don't think I can stop you. But don't do stupid shit for the most part. This is what a condom is. Use it. You see, y'all don't even get the whole spiel. They just throw condoms at y'all and be like, that's it. Bye. Well, I got a legit. I'm very, very, very much shrinking about it because it's like my mother actually initially told my father to have the conversation. And that conversation is pretty much, all right, you know what to do, right? Right, bet. I wish they would tell y'all about the... the <laughs> That's not a good conversation. He didn't teach you anything. I mean, I already... Uh, I exist. See, my father went to the same school that I did for his entire life. So for the most part, he knows that I have health in 8th grade and 10th grade. <laughs> and it, he at the very worst it's either it's had to have gotten better that he that he got and he had a general enough education from those two classes to understand what you needed so so in he eighth is... grade i wasn't really fucking around before then so i knew what i needed to know by eighth grade go look miss casey <laughs> 
And yeah, that was the end of it. And it was just like, I feel like there's still should be also having a male, yeah, having a female <laughs> health teacher in eighth grade was not the move. I don't understand why we were inside of that situation, but it's just like, because like after a shirt, because like for certain things in health, they taught us like separated boy girl inside of tenth grade. Yeah, but in eighth grade, hey, give up. Well, no, it was still was separated boy girl, but we had a female. T- health teacher but inside of eighth grade inside of 10th grade we had the male teach health teacher tell teaches certain male things and a female health teacher teaching teaching a certain female things where in eighth grade that didn't matter it's just like yo put this goddamn condom on see just weird shit like we just just shoot your kid off and then hope for some stranger will teach it and then that negates your responsibility for teaching your kid about the true like for real about sex. Come on now. Come on, peeps. Uh, I mean... I mean, you just get a lot of information really on sex, but you don't get, like, the really spectrum really on it. Anybody was necessarily good at sex probably pre-18. That, but... What are you talking about, Charles? No! <laughs> what I meant to say is, like, the whole... The whole list of sex, not just the physicality of you put your dick in somebody, they might get pregnant. What do you mean the whole list? Huh? The, if you sleep with somebody. Are you talking about the spirituality of something? Of it or? or the emotionality. Nigga, you fucking people, even if you like them or don't like them. That shit gets boring after a while, even if you just keep fucking for the sake of fucking. Oh, you're talking about relationship things and not a nauseam, I think. Or just like just being a boy and like your dick is just why can't you teach boys like your dick is sacred too, not just a vagina. You ain't gotta give a bitch your dick all the time. <laughs> why can't you teach that to a young man? I don't necessarily I don't know. I don't think you, you might know. not, but I don't think boys or men get that conversation like no, how penis not we have to, to be a sacred thing. Yeah, like y'all just not at all. this shit out. Like y'all don't get to have that conversation where it's like, no, we could be taught like your vagina and can't give it to everybody is just kind of an important thing. Y'all just be like, well, hey. <laughs> men are scoundrels. You're supposed to stick it everywhere. But even then, I... are supposed to be guarded and chased into... Yeah, and like, I'm tired well. of that excuse that just boys get to be boys. That's a whole nother Stop conversation. <laughs> if we get to that Kevin Samuels thing, I don't know if you're going to get to Kevin Samuels thing, but I'm damn sure mm-hmm. we can bring it up to We're another. not that far away from it. Oh, you gotta. Um, we talk about morality. That's true, and accountability is one of the things in that. Perpetual pause because I forgot this in this video, and you gotta look it up in this timestamp. So I need y'all to watch. Really? Yeah, I already got the timestamp, so you gotta watch the whole video. <sighs> I hate watching videos sometimes. All right, it's not a we whole thing. We shall be back. Oh yeah, Maybe we back. So. With a decision. We're going to save the Kevin Samuels for next time. Since it's already late, we got jobs. Just because it's a holiday don't mean that we off. We got to record again tomorrow. And we're going to record again. We got to talk about this Laker stuff and... Oh my God. Oh my God. That was... Oh my God. Everything was going great until it wasn't. But we'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. We are here with Zero Cool... Sleepy Melbourne, and I'm Jeff Charles, Jeff Charles 009. Follow us on everything. Find us on everything. I will probably start managing all of the Facebooks fairly soon. We got to get all that shit worked out, but we 
are out. Yeah.